This is episode number 34 with lifestyle photographer, Nick Onkin. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. the greats out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you more than you could ever know. This podcast continues to take off each and every week, and I'm just excited about all the guests I get to interview and share with you all of their wisdom, their knowledge, and their insights each and every week. All the messages you guys send me over on Facebook and Twitter and the pictures you post on Instagram continue to inspire me to up my game and bring you even better guests each and every week. So thank you for all the love. I definitely feel the love coming from your way. I'm very excited about today's interview and today's episode. It's with my good friend, Nick Onkin. Now, Nick is actually one of, in my opinion, one of the best lifestyle photographers out there. And he actually shot all the images that you see on my site over at lewishouse.com. He's the one who shot a lot of those, and there's a lot more that I haven't even posted, but he is a brilliant uh, mind when it comes to lifestyle photography. And I'm very excited about this because any artist that I get to bring on, I'm excited about because art is something I love, something I appreciate probably because I'm not that great of an artist or a photographer. You know, I'm, I'm pretty average when it comes to that type of art. I like to say that my art comes on the playing field or on the handball courts, really when I'm in the zone as an athlete, that's where I get to create, um, you know, poetry in motion, I guess you could say. But today I've got a visual poet, uh, my friend Nick, who really creates magical art with the camera and what he's able to do to capture this visual imagery and the emotions that he can evoke from the images he takes really inspires me and inspires people all over the world. And he has uh, worked with clients like Adidas and Nike and Coca-Cola and Powerade and Samsung and shoots celebrities like Justin Bieber and Usher. And he's uh, just a really inspiring guy living in New York City. And today I ask him uh, a bunch of questions about what entrepreneurs can learn about design and branding and visual poetry for their business. And also what it would be like um, for people to start looking at their lives from behind the lens, what they could create for themselves and what they could project to the world with a photographer's eye. So I'm very excited to share with you a lot of these different insights that Nick has. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. In the meantime, I want to make sure to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Onnit.com, which we're going to be having Aubrey Marcus, the CEO uh, of Onnit, on very soon. And I'm very excited about this because he has built a huge uh, business himself, and he's going to give away the secret to how he's done so well marketing his company. And it's pretty much different than everyone else does in marketing. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy that episode as well. So... And uh, you guys all love a nice little discount. So with that, guys, I'm very excited to introduce to you my good friend, the life baller and lifestyle photographer, Mr. Nick Onkin. 
We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the School of Greatness. Class is in session today with my man, good friend Nick Onkin. What's up, brother? What up? We are, uh, we've been having a little chat session. You know, I have this amazing view that all of my guests get to look at in the studio, and it's looking over all the Hollywood Hills, downtown LA. You can see the Sunset Strip, Hollywood Strip, all the good stuff. It's just fun to connect, man. It's rough. I mean, that view. It's fun to look at the view and just connect on life and talk <laughs> about all the fun things we've been up to. Nick's been up to some amazing things lately. And uh, one of our conversations has been about emotional intelligence. We're having a lot of intimate connection time as bros. So it's been, yeah. a, lot, it's been a lot of fun. But for those who do not know Nick Onkin, he is, in my mind, he's one of the top lifestyle photographers in the world, really creative. And I call him a life baller. So he's had clients, his clients have been Adidas, Nike, Coca-Cola, Old Navy, Powerade, Samsung, and a bunch of other cool celebrities like the Bieber, Justin Bieber. And what I want to know first is what is it about photography that really inspires you? Wow, that's a big one. I would say the biggest thing is uh, that, I, that got me into photography was the travel aspect of it. I love traveling. It's one of my biggest passions and um, photography fits right into that and i created a career doing both and that's been the amazing and inspiring journey that i've had being able to go over to over 60 countries and ended up working into writing a book on travel photography and a lot of great things have come out of it but travel and and experiencing other cultures and being able to document that and and find the joy in the in the world around us is has been inspiring What's been, is. what's been the biggest lesson or biggest fascination about the 60 countries you've journeyed to? What's been the biggest thing you've learned about the world or yourself or anything? I'd say the biggest thing is we have it good here. I mean... <laughs> the U.S. is a nice lifestyle. Yeah, it, we're truly blessed to... I, I'm very blessed to be able to do a job that I love and to be able to make money and make a living at it and to travel and to create, get to create whatever I want to create. A lot of other countries don't have that opportunity. It's, it's very limiting in other countries. And that's, I feel like well, that's why you see a lot of immigrants that come to the U.S. and they do really well because they realize the opportunity that we have here uh, and the value of hard work. And that's the thing I appreciate about 
being from the U.S. and um, the world, traveling the world has actually shown that to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been everywhere from Africa to India and Europe and Asia and have seen many, many different walks of life and religions. And it's opened my, it's shaped my point of view tremendously to experience that kind of stuff. Interesting. It's, you know, if you work hard here and you work smart, you can make a good life for yourself in the U.S. 100%. 100%. So we have it. I mean, I haven't traveled as many countries as you. I've been around a little bit in uh, Europe, South America, and things like that. But that's the same feeling I have every time I come back. I mean, I was just in Spain. It's a beautiful country, amazing people. But it's also like, man, we have it good. You know, we have it. We're so blessed. I'm so blessed. It's just an amazing opportunity like everything is better it just seems like that way (laughs) i mean in some ways it's not but in a lot of ways it seems like things are let's say uh more efficient or more uh lenient or just like the you know everything so much more opportunity cleaner you know opportunity yeah easier it seems like so it's uh it's amazing life we are blessed man so you got into photography originally because of travel as well, right? Yeah. You wanted to do both. You were traveling and you wanted to document. You wanted to do all these things together, right? Yeah. I mean, the uh, the traveling aspect of it really opened my eyes to the, to photography. Um, I was a graphic designer before. And I the way I got into photography was that I, I bought a digital camera to shoot photos for my design work and to integrate them in and have that as an asset. That's when digital photography started coming on the scene. And um, eventually I was... Uh, my friend had just gotten back from uh, Africa. He's building a, a network, a computer network for a nonprofit out there. And I, he got back and he was telling me about this. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could give my time and do something that I, you know, that I love. But graphic design, you don't really have to be there. Mm. So I was like, what could I do? And at this point, I had a few photos that I had thrown up on my design website. And I approached, I was like, well, why don't I pitch the idea of a photo library uh, to one of my nonprofit design clients? And so I did. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. I was like, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> You've never done it before. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I had no clue what I was doing. And now I look back on it, I just kind of laugh. But, you know, part of that was just taking the step and really doing into something that I wanted to do and that I loved. And from there, I went to four countries in Africa, I went to Zimbabwe, Uganda, Kenya, Burundi, and then four countries in Af- and Europe after that. And Africa really, really rocked my world. Like, I... I didn't even know how to function for two months, three months after I got back. Because, really? Yeah. Just because what you see there, if you've seen the developing world for the first time, uh, especially Africa, and you see the way people live and you see it breaks your heart, you know, you just want to help people and, and I don't know, it, like coming back and l- operating in a world that we live in just makes you feel so off balance and like how do we you know live in so much excess and Mm. all these questions and you know it it took me a little while to get through that and and readapt and learn i learned so much from that experience and it translated into my wanderlust and the curiosity of the world and to make me want to travel more Mm. so the photography and, and, and I got back and I got some really, you know, great images and the client was happy and it really opened my eyes to the possibility 
of doing it as a career, which I had never even considered or thought before. And that was, that was eye opening in and of itself because I was married to doing design. That was mm. what my first, like, that was my passion. That was what I was, what I loved doing. And this just opened it up a world of possibility. Wow. Amazing. Now, when I think of a photographer, I think of a storyteller. So how do you tell an amazing story through a single picture? Whoa, great question. A lot about it is point of view and what you see or what I see, how I see the world. And, and your vision, vision is such a key component to this and point of view because you're telling what you're seeing. And to be able to go into a moment and tell what's going on and tell the elements in one frame is such a huge challenge and you're you're solving problems is in in the moment is what you're doing you're constantly solving problems as as a photographer and so telling that story can come in different ways it it can be it's pretty as a photographer it's your reflection of who you are and what you bring to the table. And for me, I think the biggest constant, constant was, is in my vision and what I evoke is, is the joy, finding joy in, in people around the world and, and evoking that joy and, and that happiness. Nice. I love it. So what is about, how can you tell a story that brings someone to tears or inspires someone to take action or buy your product? or whatever it may be. How can you like evoke this emotion? What is it about the image? Or is it the purpose behind your intention when you take the picture? Is it the the setting? Is it the person itself you're taking it of? Is it the landscape? Or is it like a combination of everything? Is it the love you bring to it? What is it that brings people to tears? I feel like it's the the moments of authenticity. And that's what really what my vision and and my vision and my actual Photo photography is is moments and authenticity and just that you feel like you're there. You feel like you're feeling that that photo or that emotion, or you feel like you're connecting with the subject. Uh, especially my travel work, I feel like it's a very it's you connect with the subjects, you connect with the with the people and the moments that are happening, whether it's a landscape or a kid playing on the street. And that connection comes through my connection with that, that subject and capturing that frame and capturing the moment. And, you know, the more you go embark on, the more I embark on the journey, the more I grow, the more I learn and the more I can evoke vision and evoke emotion from the, uh, the people that I'm photographing. How do you decide what your subject matters are? In different, in travel photography, it's kind of almost a serendipitous wandering mm. where I'll walk around or be with a camera in any certain situation and anything that's kind of in a photogenic that captures my eye and whether it's like color or a person or the type of person or the kids playing on the street or a beautiful landscape, whatever I'm kind of attracted to. I go and I, I, and I see and a lot of times when I'm walking down the street, I almost see moments and in a, in a frame. And so I will walk around and capture that moment or I'll walk around. And if I see somebody and connect with them, I'll walk over to them and interact with them. And 
a lot of times, you know, a lot of times it's kids because kids have so much joy and there's so much in the developing world. There's so much fun to interact with and it's inspiring. And so that's what I'm creating when I'm walking around. What do you think inspires people more? Photos of people, places, or things? <laughs> that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that's, it's, it, it, I think, I feel like it's subjective to the viewer because mm. some people are more captured by seeing photos of people and others are more captured by a beautiful landscape. Mm. I'm captured by both and creating both, especially in, in my travel work. Beautiful people in beautiful landscapes. Even better. There you go. Double whammy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's part of what I get paid to do. <laughs> now, I call you, I think of you as a visual poet. And that's what I think that you do. You create this like poetry and images. So how important is design, branding, and visual poetry, visual poetry for entrepreneurs or business owners? And can one photo make or break your product or the perception of your business to the world? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I have a background in, in design and branding, so it's been such a huge importance to me and especially like what you're communicating as a brand, as a person, as an entrepreneur of who you are and what you represent. And so much of it is subconscious. And when you're creating a brand, you want to convey subject or subconsciously what you want people to, how you want people to perceive you because uh, branding is, is perception and you get to create that perception. So what you're communicating, whether it's through graphics or through photography, photography communicates what who you are, what you do, what you're all about, what your product's all about. Um, that was a big thing, especially with the charity that I work with, Pencils of Promise. That was a big thing that I brought to the table when I met with Adam Braun, the founder, and I really saw that he understood the importance of branding and communication. And him and I really gelled on that, and I was able to collaborate with him and travel to four different countries or three different countries for them and, and create materials and photographs that illustrate and communicate what work is being done over there and the hearts that are being touched and the kids that are receiving from what they what pencils of promise does building schools for kids <clears throat> in the developing world right i mean i understand the, the value of it and the more we talked and hung out over the last couple of years i saw that you know i really wanted to increase my perception of my brand on my website and so i hired you to be my photographer and we did like a two day shoot. And since I've updated my site, obviously the design had a big play in it, but the photos impacted the design as well. And since then, I think it's been, I don't even know how long, six months or so I continually get comments from people every single day and week that say like, you have the best looking website, like in your space. It's like the best looking, it differentiates from everyone else. Like it's amazing. It's the standard. And I put a lot of credit, obviously, to the design, but the photos bring the design to life. Yeah. So I see the value in really finding the images that you want and the design you want to build a perception for your product, your company, or your personal brand. So I'm right with you. So what what's the one picture that got away that you wish you could go back if you had the opportunity to <laughs> capture that's a that's a tough to pinpoint one. I feel like there's sometimes there's a lot of moments that you miss along the way and it just hits in a, in a passing by 
kind of fashion you like see it out of the corner of your eye and you're like i don't know my camera and you're like ah, <laughs> i wish i had my camera just then um specifically i couldn't put a name on on one but it does happen all the time when you're just like oh that would have been an amazing photo and no camera to capture it where's one photo that you would like to capture then like where's a place or uh, an idea or a dream in your mind that you have that you're just like waiting for that moment to happen to capture the perfect moment. Do you have that vision? Um, I have a place that I would love to capture. It's Halong Bay in Vietnam. Um, something about just the, the blue waters, the high cliffs and the old Vietnamese boats and the water. I would love to go there and cr- experience and create something out of that. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all Already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So imagine there's an exhibit at the MoMA and you get to have one picture in it. And the next 20 years of your life, you're capturing moments. What would this one picture be in the MoMA of yours? Oh my God. Um, if you could have any image in the world, people, smiles, places, landscape, moments, sports, action, a single tree, what would that image represent for your perfect dream, your, your, your vision that everyone would see at the moment? I would probably say moments of joy maybe moments of joy from around the world 
whether that image is specific, maybe it's a collection of images that kind of maybe maybe it's a collection of images of of that joy that I found around the world. I really don't have like a specific one <laughs> image. <laughs> That's such a tough question because every day I'm creating and every day every every day is new moments mm -hmm. and a lot of the way I see the world is is kind of stumbling upon those moments and evoking those moments naturally. So having something in specific in mind isn't necessarily the way I operate uh, because so much of it is being in the moment and being present. Mm, that's and, true. And and creating out of experience. But that's my point of view. I mean everybody every photographer has a different point of view and and a different method of working in and, and a different way. And for me, I love experiencing. I love living life fully in the moment and uh and creating what's around me. Right. What's the most powerful thing that someone can focus on as a photographer that leaves the biggest impact? Is it perspective, framing, the lighting, color of the picture, depth of field or something else? Uh it's vision. Vision is the key. Um and some it takes a while to develop a vision too when you're exploring your photographic journey because once you find your vision then the rest of it framing um, color composition it's all just tools to get what you want and and ultimately having a, the vision and the point of view and your voice is what's the most important so you can use any tool i mean whether it's a film camera digital camera type of film a post process a you know type of production anything those are all just tools to achieve what you want what vision or what you want for your vision mm. What can someone learn about being behind a camera for 24 hours about themselves? Can you like expand upon that a so little if, bit more? So say I'm a, I've given a challenge. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an athlete, or I'm anyone. And you say, I want you to get behind this camera and shoot for 24 hours. Shoot whatever you want, but you can't stop shooting or you can't stop looking to shoot something. What can they learn about themselves by looking through a lens at the world? For 24 hours. Yeah. So you get to learn how to see. You get to learn how to observe and create what you want to create. You get to learn to find the, the moments and the details of, of whatever you're experiencing. You get to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you're attracted to, what you're not attracted to. Huh. What is it about photographers? What skills do they have that a lot of people lack? Uh, maybe great photographers, I should say. Because there's a million photographers, but I mean, I would say the biggest thing is problem solving, and especially when you get into the commercial world and you get on set and you're running big productions and you're on location and you're trying to figure out how to light something or how to. There's so many different variables and moving parts. You've got to problem solve and figure out how to achieve your vision. You got to achieve what you want in that photograph. So pr problem solving is number one. Now. You're an artist at heart, but really you have to become a business person to, you know, grow a business, a photography business and stay alive and like make money. So do you feel like your art or your craft is tarnished sometimes or reduced because you are set on timelines, because you have restrictions, because you work for companies that hire you, big brands that have like all these limitations do you feel like it holds you back or how do you break through all the different moving parts in order to create this magical art still? 
Well, I think that's it's art versus commerce, and that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the biggest dilemma, um, and that's what creative entrepreneurship is: is figuring out how to build that medium. And for me, it's always been doing the advertising, the commercial work that's not as fun creatively because it's been so watered down um, as as the concepts get go from like the actual original concept to the client kind of chipping away and, you know, putting their brand values or their expectations or whatever they, you know, the control and especially as the money, the budgets have shrank, they get more controlling of, of the creative. So that gets a little bit knocked down as to the end product, you know, the, the clients and the, and the ad agencies still want my vision sprinkle on their, on their concept. But so that's more of how to make money. And sometimes you just got to suck it up, do it, and then go to the <laughs> bank and then go create your own, create your own destiny, create your own art, do editorial work. And that's kind of the balance of the two. Mm. And it's, you know, the new vision for me is to, to really start honing in and, and combining those two and being able to do creative jobs that pay the same amount as, as other not as creative jobs. Right. <laughs> That's the dream, right? So what is your dream as a photographer? What do you want people to experience and what do you want them to feel every time they look at your work? Well, I want to, I want to, to evoke the, the visions of the brands and the, the personalities and the celebrities and the magazines and the editorials that I work with and encounter. Um, whether that's a, doing a personal story with a celebrity for a magazine or shooting brands and advertising campaigns. I want it to be, I want to invoke more vision from the, from each of those. What's a life baller? <laughs> <laughs> Great question is something we've talked about so much, but uh, to me, a life baller is somebody who lives a life that they love, a job that they love. They make enough money to to excel and they give back to the world. I think that those components and, and having vision, having joy, and and living life to the fullest. Mm. So, what's your definition of greatness then? Life baller. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have every component of like being successful, loving what you do, and giving back to the world, and being completely happy, I mean, that's greatness. Inspiring others to do what they love and to create and to be the best that they can be. That's that's greatness. I love it. What's next for you, man? What do you have going on in the future? Well, coming up here, um, been been working on reinvigorating the Shop Talk blog that I started a long time ago, but uh -huh. shifting it into a completely new vision of of talking about creative entrepreneurship and and emotional intelligence and how those two intertwine and and doing creative inspirations and interviewing other life baller artists uh -huh. um, in any any sort of arena where that's fashion designers or directors or artists, painters, other photographers, anything kind of in that creative realm of people that are doing succeeding and interviewing in them and evoking their vision and hearing their stories and their struggles of how they got to where they are. Because creative entrepreneurship is it's it's not an easy thing. It's an it's a it's an amazing thing to be able to to make a living at what you do, but it's not the easiest track. There's a lot of things through the journey, a lot of struggles, a lot of emotions that you go through to get to the the point where you're actually making a living and being successful at doing art. So the new blog is going to kind of feature that and feature different things of the way I live my life through travel, through fitness, through 
you know, health and probably even more stuff. The, the vision's growing. So <laughs> planning on trying to launch that in the next few months. And I'm very excited about it. I want to ask a couple more questions. What is it you've learned about yourself lately that you thought was never possible? What I learned about myself, I, it's, it's been the last few months have been an amazing journey. I've just been taking this leadership training through emotional intelligence and it's amazing how much we ourselves hold our own selves back from mm. our true potential and from being unstoppable. And a lot of what I want to, you know, it takes me back to the creative, like the, the journey of building this creative business is uh, all the emotions that you experience going through it. And had I taken this thing like 10 years ago <laughs> to learn and to be able to understand what I was going through, what I have been going through. And it, it happens every day in any sort of business and entrepreneurial world world where you're there's struggles and there's like getting to the next level and there's you know everything in that realm and and the creative world is so creative entrepreneurship world is directly tied to that because your your product is your vision which is personal it's your art and when you're selling your art it has effect it, it affects you personally, whether some people are hiring you or not hiring you, you're getting jobs, you're not getting jobs. It, it affects you either way. And it's an, on an emotional level. And to learn to, uh, to be way more aware of those emotions um, mm. and how to shift now, shift out of the, the negative limiting beliefs, the negative conversations that you have so much going, going through this journey um, because it's so much of it is tied to your, your personal well-being so based on what you've learned so far in the last few months and knowing all the connections you have in the creative entrepreneurial world what are the biggest things that holds creative entrepreneurs back photographers or any type of artists that wants to create something and also make a living with it what's the biggest thing that holds them back from being successful or reaching their their goals or having it all creating art having money having time and uh all that what's what's holding them back i think the biggest thing is self-trust and and value because you have to mm. have the value to create the vision to be able to get to where you want to be mm. and you really have to believe in yourself and you really have to believe in your art and that's why it that struggle is so strong is because when you're getting hired or you're not getting hired you're just getting tossed back and forth between that self-trust of am i good enough am i not good enough if i what if this person's not hiring me am i not good enough or what's wrong with me you know and then you get on this hive when people are hiring you you're like oh this is amazing i'm on top of the world and then it's just such a roller coaster ride and you know entrepreneur the freelance creative entrepreneurial world is so feast or famine mm. and you'll just be balling for a month and then have like two months <laughs> without work and so getting through that is is very emotional uh, especially as your overhead gets higher and higher, you have a lot more stress and, and wondering if, if, you know, when that next job or paycheck is coming. So how does someone break through that? How does someone manage their emotions about what they tell themselves or feel daily or what they react to from other people or circumstances? How does someone manage that? Yeah. I as mean, a creative I entrepreneur, how would you manage that? Well, I'd take this emotional intelligence and leadership yeah. class up ahead of time so you can actually really understand what those 
But based um, on what you've learned, what what could you share? Yeah, based off of what I've learned, it's it's really a about vision and knowing exactly what you want. I mean, when I became a photographer, when I decided I wanted to be a photographer, I knew the end goal, so I did whatever it took to get to where I wanted to be, and then that is the right. biggest key, the biggest and, key. And it component. didn't matter if someone's like saying no or rejecting you, or like, okay, how do I figure out how to get there, right? Yeah. What's the next path? Yeah. What's the next path? Who do I talk to? Who do I learn from? How do I learn the gear? How do I learn this? How do I, you know, do I, I got to go out and hustle. I got to go out and create what a portfolio of, of work that people want will convince people to hire me. You got to invest in a website, a really nice one and like get an agent and do all these things, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. And when you have the vision of the end goal, then you'll do all those things. You'll figure it out. You'll figure out what you want to do, to, what it, whatever it takes to get there. So when you're getting, when you were getting knocked down or just things weren't happening at times, how did you react to yourself? What did you tell yourself? Were you giving yourself positive reinforcement or were you beating yourself up and then moving on? Like what were you doing? Um, sometimes it's a back and forth thing. And, and the first part of my career was a lot different than when I saw some, I saw a lot of success and then it plateaued a little bit and you get, a lot of times you get used to being comfortable. So when you're the first part of it was very uncomfortable. So you kind of get used to like the build up and being told no and like, and you just like onto the next one, onto the next one, onto the next one. And then you get comfortable and you get in this rhythm of like, acceleration and just through the waves of business it's not always going to be completely 100 percent up the business is going to ebb and flow and that's something that i experienced and you really have to shift and trust that things are going to be okay and things are going to be taken care of it's not always the easiest thing what if a year or two years goes by and you haven't made any money and you're broke and living back with parents <laughs> that won't happen. Is it, is it, does that mean you haven't shifted the right way? Yeah, you're probably your your conversations in your head are probably mm. talking yourself down and and telling mm. yourself you can't do it. And mm. you know, hundred percent is possible, hundred percent of the time. Mm. And you can create that. You get to create what you want to create. Like if I if I started not getting certain jobs, there's other jobs that I can go and create to pay the bills. Right, shifting, being aware, being present. Yeah. Doing whatever solving. it takes. Yeah. Problem solving. That's what you said is the biggest thing you learn is problem yeah. solving, right? You know, yeah, on set and even in business. Because yeah. you're you're trying to figure out what you need to do next. And there's always something that you haven't encountered and you have to like problem solve to get it done. Whether it's <laughs> like figuring out your brand or figuring out figuring out your portfolio. Your website or whatever. All of it. Yeah. And then the new ventures and I mean I just my my brain is just like I keep getting new ideas of things that I want to do and then you know, trying to create that and then you like creating the time for everything um, is another whole problem solving. Another topic, yeah. Well, where can we find you online, my man? Uh, my website is um, nickonken.com, N I C K O N K E N. Uh, same on Instagram and Twitter, Nick Onken, Facebook, Nick Onken. Everywhere. And your new site's coming out soon, so make sure to. Get on his uh, his list, his newsletter, and check out his stuff. It's going to be having some amazing articles, interviews with other life ballers, with some amazing visuals. That's all going to be intertwined in the mix. So, I love your site. I love your work. I love you, brother. And thanks for coming on this cool greatness, man. Thank you. And there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Mr. Nick Onkin, the life baller himself. 
Uh, I enjoyed this conversation so much because I think you can always learn something from someone that's outside of your expertise. And it's always fun for me to bring on uh, authors and Olympic athletes and things like that. But when I get to bring on artists who really are master of their craft, that's when I get to learn something new about myself and how I can apply their skills, their information to what I'm doing in my life, my sport, and my business and my relationships. So I'm so happy and blessed to have Nick on. Make sure to give a quick shout out to Nick on Twitter or, or Instagram at Nick Onkin. Share this episode, please, with your friends. Go on schoolofgreatness.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. You'll see some other cool photos on there as well uh, and all the other good stuff about Nick Onkin. So that's schoolofgreatness.com. Please share it with your friends over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, anywhere you want to share it and get the word out. I'd be super grateful. And if you have not yet, please go over to iTunes and leave us a review and rating over on iTunes. We'd love to get more reviews and ratings from you guys and get your feedback over there. In the meantime, I've got another big episode coming up next week. So stay tuned. Get ready for the next episode of Greatness. And make sure to go out there, guys, today and do something great. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.